0: You're frustrated with riddles? Watch this. I'll put a duck, a nun chasing a flash water hitting a baseball. Figure that one out, pal.
1: You're tuning in to Coach and Joe, conversations on friendship with God.
0: Welcome to Coach and Joe. My name is Chad Norris, lead pastor of Bridgeway Church here in Greenville, South Carolina. Author of Mama Jane's Secret. And friend of Sean Curtis, and that's who I'm with today. A brother of mine who's also on staff. We we laugh a lot. My wife and I, our house is like a hotel. Someone's always at it. You're the only person that's visited that my 16-year-old ever said, Dad, I, I wish he would stay. Because a, a lot of times, you know, after a, a week visit, you know, you just want to get back to normal routine. You came on a two-week sabbatical one time?
1: Yeah, I, <clears throat> I stayed with you for
0: two weeks. It's a long time. But it was just easy. There was grace on it. I want to talk about those two weeks you were here. Yeah. I had more conversations with you on the concept of dreams in our sleep than I have with anybody else ever minus Wendy, my wife, and Joe Reynolds, the Joe to this show, Coach and Joe. Yeah. My wife, when I first we first got married, even more than you, I, I would wake up in the morning and I didn't say, did you dream? I'd say, babe, what did you dream? And she, and this went on for Lord forever, 18 years. And about three years ago, we're about to be married 22 years. I got so mad one night. I said, father, I am sick and tired of not having dreams. I never have dreams. At least not like Wendy. And I just want dreams. And he began to give me dreams. Sean, it's very unusual for me to, to have a night without a dream. You've even noticed. I mean, you, you dream a ridiculous amount. I did <clears throat> not until yeah. I asked the father. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joe Reynolds dreams a lot, matches his name, Joseph. But you, I call you the dream magi. This is a mystical conversation. And we need to turn off our cell phone data here. I think it's giving King some fits. This is a... Dreams are mystical. What in the heck? I don't even know how to begin this conversation. What are dreams?
1: I... (laughs) I I still feel like, I mean, you may call me a dream magi. I feel like I'm a kindergartner when it comes to interpreting dreams and understanding it. Um, My background is as a little kid, I was in the Episcopal Church and then in a Baptist church. And so I didn't really have an environment that talked about it very much. And then in January of 2014, it's like the Lord just turned it on. Um, After the second one I had, I was so disturbed. um, The father's not afraid to disturb. He's not. (laughs) And and honestly, when I look back, probably 80% of the dreams he's given me were not comforting. They're kind of hard. I mean, Jesus is grace and truth. Can't separate those out. He brings truth um, a lot of the time. And um, anyway, so I, I just had no grit for it. I started trying to talk to my mentors in the denomination I'm ordained in, other people that I really respected, their their walk with the Lord, and nobody could help me. And, I mean, so I, you look in Scripture, and you see that that is a normal way that God talks to his people, talks to people in general, not even his people, but talks to people. And, you know, in Acts 2, when, when Peter is... Preaching, he quotes Joel too, and says this is part of of what it means to be in this era of 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 history with God, is that everybody's going to dream and have visions, like it's going to be a normal part of our experience with God. What year so, were you on that sabbatical here? What's that?
0: What year? That was 2016. Uh, you Yay. started listening to a very long
1: series by John Paul Jackson on dreams. Yeah. Is it a curriculum? Yeah, he. um, So John Paul Jackson, I had not heard his name before. um, And someone else who dreams a lot told me about him and um, and got me connected to these courses. Um, But he he was a prophet that was connected to Kansas City. He he, um, traveled with John Wimber, and he had a gift. Yeah, and he um, he was actually uh, resided in Anaheim for a while with 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 Wimber. Never knew that. And he. he passed away a couple of years ago prematurely. So I never got to meet him or, or talk to him in person. Um, and he had a gift of interpreting dreams and someone told him early on in his ministry, he was pretty young. Um, if it said, basically said, if you don't, um, unpack how you do that, you can't give that for more generations to come.
0: All right. Well, you're in kindergarten, according yeah. to you, if you're in kindergarten, I'm in the outhouse with a dunce hat on. Uh. Um, what? How do you interpret dreams? There's a lot. There. Listen. There's people yeah. that listen to this show that don't have a grid.
1: Yeah. But but Sometimes. they have experiences. Yep. And, and that's what I had. I had these experiences, but I had no. And I felt the pressure that I needed to de- decode them, interpret them. Um, so what did you learn through John Paul? So he, so his ministry now is is still online, even though he, he's passed passed away and is on uh, on with the Lord now um, called Streams Ministries and his courses are still online and you can you can enroll in them and take them. Um, and there are three courses that I took. One is kind of a foundational course on the art of hearing God and then the, there's a course after that that you can take on uh, dreams and visions and then there's the advanced course which is more, more of a workshop on how to um, actually go through the interpretation process. And and they were hugely helpful for me in understanding.
0: What jumped journey. out to you? If you if you could give, and I, again, if you if you're saying you're still in kindergarten, I understand this is yeah. hard to teach. It, yeah. it's, it's such a mystical thing. Yeah. Because number one, an individual has the dream. Although my wife and I did have the same dream one night that yeah. wigged me yeah. out. Yep. Yeah. Does yeah, that, that ever happen to you?
1: Yeah. Gah! Well, because when he gives you two dreams, two or three dreams, the same one, or gives it to somebody else, he's really trying to get your attention then. Uh, uh, okay. <clears throat> well, what are a couple of
0: <laughs> practical steps towards dream interpretation?
1: <laughs> you know, I think the first thing that I would say that, that for me was really important was to to receive the dream with a, with a sense of gratitude, like that God's actually talking to you. And early on, I, That's I, a good point. to be honest with you, I, I, don't like, I don't like riddles. I don't like, I don't like puzzles. I will, you'll never see me doing the New York Times crossword puzzle. I have, my attention span is very short, and I get agitated mm-hmm. when I don't know an answer. Um And so after about six months of cataloging these dreams and not knowing how to interpret them, I was bitter. And I'm like, God, this is like not nice to me right now. I was so upset. And he just whispered in my ear, don't despise the prophetic. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And he taught me to receive these dreams, even if I didn't know what they meant, with a sense of gratitude and, and real honor that he would actually give them to me. And so it actually started warming my heart up towards him in a way that I didn't realize needed it um, to just be so thankful that he would talk to me. And so I think I've talked with a lot of people who, when they get dreams, um, it, they struggle with them, and, and often they can't get an interpretation until they relax for a minute. And just like feel the father's embrace in it and receive it as uh, as, a, as something good that he wants to give his children. Um, that it's manna, it's a gift.
0: I teach often that gratitude in the kingdom is a weapon.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I told you recently, I got really frustrated because if you think you hate riddles, <laughs> I, when that passage where he says, he goes, to certain people, I speak this in the way. To Moses, I speak.
1: It's yes, a man to a man. man to man. <laughs> I'm
0: like, I'll stay on that verse. Yeah. But like for me, I don't know why he is this way with me, but the prophetic for me is typically not mystical. He talks to me. I hear him. Yeah. Like a lot of people, they get a picture of this and that and put it together. And I just, I thank God that
1: he just talks to me. I was even, when I first met you, I was bitter about that. I'm like, Lord, why do you give me riddles and talk to Chad? As a man to a man. Well, let, he, let me tell
0: you a turning point for me. Uh, not too long ago, I had three dreams in a row in a night that had me more confused than I can describe. And I was huffing and puffing when I woke up. And I didn't hear anything, but I felt conviction. I was like, I immediately said, I'm sorry. Yeah. And he began to show me. He said, Chad, if I wanted to, I can manifest in your room, tell you the day you're going to die, how everything is going to go. I can tell you the whole thing. But this whole journey is about faith down here. Faith's the currency of heaven. And a lot of times, I tell you this, I I don't like what I'm about to say. And he can hear me. He told me that he stumps me on purpose. See, we think the higher you get on the mountain that there's more clarity. I think it's the opposite. I think the fog is higher at the top of the mountain. I think the clouds are higher. I think it's harder to see up at the summit. I think when yep. you get up into the clouds, you're like, wait a minute. I'm more comfortable at stage four or down at base camp. I I have. He told me recently on the golf course, he said, I'm, uh, uh, you're like a boxer. I want to keep you on your toes. Mm-hmm. The way he keeps us on our toes is typically through riddles. Yep. It is. It's the glory of God to conceal, conceal. a matter. It's the what of kings to search the it out. The
1: glory of the kings to search them out. Search it out. Yep.
0: <clears throat> What if dreams, I'm hearing this now, what if dreams are an invitation not to discover a problem but into a deeper place in his heart? Yeah. Who gives the dreams?
1: The Father gives them.
0: Okay, so I can't control them. I See, here's why I love dreams. I love them. I love them. I love them. Specifically when, uh, let's say the past year at at Bridgeway, Joe Reynolds dreams almost every night. Mm -hmm. I said, Joe, have you ever had one warning dream about me? He said, no. Well, he's had about a hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty warning dreams. He he's so accurate with dreams that it's yep. it's astounding. Yep. Well here's what I like about it. You can't take credit for it. No. I can't make people have dreams.
1: <laughs>
0: no. The dreams remind me when I wake up in the morning, I'm not in charge. Yep. I'm not in control.
1: And and what's part Yes. And, and it keeps us humble. It draws us into conversation with him to pray. And, and they're also, because they're parabolic, they're parables, they're, symb- they're symbolic, he can pack a lot of meaning into a very short picture. If a picture is worth a thousand words, a dream is a million words. And, and so if he were just to talk to you as man to a man, it could take him a half an hour to explain what he can in a two-minute two dream because of all the symbols in it. And so he can actually pack a lot of meaning into a very short segment, and, and that's actually the gift. It might be frustrating to figure out what it is, but it's a gift that he wants to give us that much information in a short period of time. But it is, it, it for me, it constantly reminds me He is, it's amazing what he, what he gives and what he sees. I mean, he, he, he showed me, we just moved into, into our house here um, two months ago. He gave me the dream on this house over two and a half years ago. Told me which weekend it was that we were going to move in. Over two and a half years ago, I totally... Forgot this dream, and it was about a month before we moved in. He reminded me of that dream. Oh,
0: oh, oh, oh! I have noticed that God will give dreams to people who chronicle chronicle
1: them and yep. take them very serious. Yes. Yep. You do a pretty good job of that. He, when he rebuked me, he showed me that if if I will treasure them, and honor them, like His written word, the Scriptures. Is a treasure to us. It's a gift to us. His Rama word in a dream is a treasure to us, too. What if you despise it? I think it angers him. Yeah. Oh, God cannot be angry anymore. Uh, I uh, think it breaks his heart, too. It's like when I talk to my kids, and if they just brush me off, uh, uh frustrates me.
0: Not all anger is bad, right? Right. He's a jealous yeah. God. Yes. I yes. I have had to do some repenting. Yes. Because some of these dreams are driving me mad. I, I typically yeah. wake up in the morning and text you, yeah. hey, can you please interpret this? I even think there's a playful side of the father. Yeah. He's showing me right now. Yeah. You're frustrated with riddles? Watch this. <laughs> I'll put a duck, a nun chasing a flash, water hitting a baseball. Figure that one out, pal. Yeah. You So you yeah. said uh, step one is gratitude. I, I believe yeah. that what's another staple of someone that dreams a lot or desires to dream a lot or interpret dreams
1: i think that it's it's just crucial to know that true interpretation can only come from the holy spirit so even if you have if you take a course and learn some what some biblical symbols on what the could the dream could mean ultimately it's only the holy spirit that gives gives the the interpretation and if we rely too much on our own wisdom We'll miss it, like we just need Holy Spirit, so it should drive us into not just gratitude but then into deeper dependence on the Holy Spirit
0: that's really good any any dreams uh, that just some incredible testimonies you have this one pop what's the most dramatic dream story that you can remember? Of course, you've had so many of them, yeah. Do you, will you say you dream five out of seven nights in a week?
1: It goes in waves. There's some weeks that it's a ton, some weeks that sometimes I'll go a week or two and and not have a dream. So it just kind of goes in, in waves. Um It's it's you know, like when he showed me that I was gonna be moving into this particular house two and a half years ahead of time. Like it just it just blows my mind how intimately involved he is um, yeah nothing's popping in my head otherwise otherwise it just it, it's such a beautiful reminder of how close he is and how much he loves us. so
0: why don't you uh close with an impartation on people that are desiring to dream more yeah an impartation for that and then we'll have another episode jump into some more dreams Sounds good.
1: Father, I thank you that you love, love, love to talk to um, your creation and to your children. And so, Father, I pray that you would grow in us a hunger to hear from you. And I bless those listening right now <clears throat> with an increased hunger to hear from you, an increased desire to treasure what you do speak, even if they're hard words. And, Father, I bless those listening Um with dreams, even tonight, that that they would begin to get stirred um, in their sleep. Uh, Would you send um, angels, uh, Holy Spirit, would you stir dreams in in my brothers and sisters listening? Um, And Father, I thank you that they're good gifts from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to Coach and Joe. Catch more episodes on YouTube and podcasts. To take a deeper look at friendship with God, check out coachandjoe.com.